Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there. I'm Leslie Pearson. So today we are continuing our very successful uh, series about questions, rapid fire questions that we're getting. And since we did last week's, we got a bunch of more questions. So we're going to be answering those here today. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, how you doing? Um, Hope you are having a great week. Uh, So last week we did a show about um, questions that our audience had had and uh, questions that we get in general. And so that seemed to do quite well. And we have more questions that have come up that we thought it would be worthwhile answering today. Yeah, fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that last week. Let's do it again. Yeah, it was fun. Um, And no question is too silly or stupid. No, no. Well, Mm. maybe the odd one. No, just kidding. (laughs) We haven't seen any actually. Mm. I could think of some that would be silly, but uh, we didn't get asked those. So it's okay. Uh, Okay. So first one, let's just dive right in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's dive in. So the first one, someone says, this is a great question. Are there any deals left in Ontario? Oh, that's so, such a hard question. Yeah. I think no. I think, I think that ship has sailed. Yeah. In terms of what you would typically consider a deal. I don't even know where you'd begin to look, to be quite honest with you. No, uh, no, it's in the GTA for sure. I mean, there are deals, but they're not what you're thinking as a deal is. Yeah. 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 Sorry, and, guys. And I just think if you own something for some period of time, be it five years or ten years, it, it almost doesn't matter if you got a deal or not. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. That's, so don't, that's don't, not buy don't worry because, about it. Yeah. 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 But if you're waiting for, you know, a deal, I don't know. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait. For a deal. Yeah. That deal's going to cost you 20000 more next oh, yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, here's a good one. Okay. Someone. She has funny looks on her face as well. <laughs> Someone wanted to know why they got fired. Oh. As a client. Uh, so... Uh, that's an unfortunate situation. They did not see that whether they were buyer yeah, or seller. Right. So that um, happens. It's a function of life that not everybody is a great match for everybody else. You know, you have to, uh, I think, key in your um, choice of who you use to help you either buy or sell is your relationship with that person. How you gel. Do you get each other? Do you trust that person? Um, can you rely on them? Are they um, dependable? Do they meet your needs? And not everybody is going to meet everybody's needs. And when uh, somebody says they're fired, it's that the real estate person has made the decision that, you know, from one perspective, this is not serving his or her interests, which in general means it's not serving the clients either. And there, I just think there are some times when it's just not going to be a good fit. Okay. I'm going to be way more blunt about the answer to this question. I think I've only had it once. But. Okay. You're fired as a seller because your expectations are unrealistic and you don't trust your realtor and their advice. Have you ever had that happen? Absolutely. I haven't ever had to fire a seller. Yep. And 
that's plain and simple. Yeah. You're fired as a buyer because your expectations are unrealistic and you're not listening to your realtor and their advice. Mm-hmm. And especially with a buyer, you are your agent tells you that the house is going to cost X and you need to bid X, but you think you know more. Right. So I have had to fire buyers for, and that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a I think it comes down to a lack of trust or lack of stock in the information provided by your agent. I think it comes down to HGTV. People Uh just think they know more and they don't listen to advice and it's the old, well, you never know, let's see, which is my, those are the words you don't want to hear as a realtor. So listen to your realtor. If you trust the realtor, listen to the realtor. And if you don't trust the realtor, find someone else yeah, that cut, you do trust. Cut the ties early. I mean, I'm willing to, I have been willing to go through the process of looking, finding a place, offering on a place when I knew or I suspected strongly that it wasn't going to be a successful offer. But I won't do that very many times if they're not listening to me. No. If they're no. not learning they're from a that. They're good, good try. If they're I'm, not I'm learning okay with yeah, that. Yeah. If they're but, not learning uh, from what I'm telling them, yeah. then we're wasting each other's time. Right. They're not going to be successful with me. They're not going to like no. me and vice versa. Uh, okay. So but a seller. I've never had, a, had to fire a oh, seller. So Twice. Is that that they – was it clear from the beginning that they had uh, – um, poor expectation or mis- mis- yes ex- and the first time I was relatively new in my career and I should not have I should not have done gone against my better judgment I should not have, have priced it at the, what they were insisting on pricing it as and I did and it didn't sell and they wouldn't come down in price and mm-hmm. the second time they were just extremely difficult people and I just realized my it's not worth it for me yeah yeah um, I'm yep. not here for yeah, that. if you start the negotiation with your real estate agent on how you're going to get out of the contract, <laughs> you should probably know this is not going to be. Yeah. Or, and I remember looking at her saying, well, you're already we haven't even started. And you don't even know me. And you want to know how to get out. About how to get mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And so we did continue for a while, but it was eventually I was like, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> um. Okay, here's a good one. Um, someone wanted to know, they want to buy their first investment property and they've never been a landlord. What do they do or how should they start? And my advice to that person would be hire a property manager. Yes. Um, most property managers only charge between 5 to 10% of the uh, gross rent. And so there are millions of good property managers out there. It's the best way to enter into the rental market because they do everything. They hire, they get the tenants, they evict tenants, they go to the landlord and tenant board for you on your behalf if that's required, they take care of the repairs. So all that kind of stuff uh, makes it really easy as you, all you do is put up the money and you collect the checks and that's all you do. So I would strongly recommend that that's a road uh, you go down if you're looking at investment property. Uh, okay, next question. Um, you're buying your first place. Should you buy a house or a condo? You're not sure which to do. What do you recommend? I think we've talked about this before, and I'm a bit wishy-washy on it because, well, first of all, your budget dictates, your budget and your desires dictate where you end up. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some coming together of your money and what you're looking for that will determine the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. 
But if you can't afford a house, and that's your dream is a house, buy a condo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Now, another question on top of that someone asked was, kind of these are combining the, the last two questions. I'm buying my first investment property. Should I buy a house or a condo? And so, so you're more experienced at me. Yeah, at, I'm going to answer that. Yeah. The answer is you should buy a house. You should absolutely buy a house with more than one door. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That would be my recommendation. So uh, duplex, triplex is always better for you because as a first-time investor, you want to make sure that you're still paying the rent you're still paying the mortgage if no one's paying the rent. So if you've got two doors and, you know, one person leaves, chances are you're, you're still getting Yeah, income. it gives you more flexibility just in case. Yeah. So uh, buying a condo as an investment will never make you money. Um, it'll make you long-term gains, but you'll never cash flow. And I think uh, you should always be looking for the positive cash flow if you're in that situation. Okay, so next question... <laughs> The one we hear probably all day, every day, Um, we've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast, but is the market going to crash in 2021? I don't want to talk about this anymore. The answer is no. Yeah. Same. Um, Okay. What's the most important thing I can do to get my house ready for sale? What's the one thing? You can only do one thing. You can only do one thing. So I I talk about three, but you're making me pick up the three. I'm picking you one. Um, Making you pick one. I think that the number one of my top three that I insist you do all three, but the top one would be clean Mm. for me. Yeah. I can walk around clutter, but if it's gross and I don't want to take my shoes off, it already predisposes me not to like it. Yeah. So my top three are clean, declutter, and... Paint. Yeah. 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 Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that, but uh, I think clean for me. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um, Depersonalized was my third. Yeah, which is kind of decluttering mm-hmm. at yeah. the same time. Um, I don't even mind as much anymore uh, about the depersonalizing as I used no, to. No, no, I agree. Yeah. You can have such a thing as it being overstage. Um, okay. Yeah, don't you think... Oh, sorry, off track a bit, but COVID has changed, I think, our views about staging, don't you think? It, it's not... I find that um, it's not as... Um, Highly perfectionist HGTV staging anymore. Mm-hmm. That it's more lived in comfort function. Is that COVID or is that just a function of stagers being better than they used to be? I don't know. But I, I do notice it in the last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, back to the question. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's, a, that's an interesting point. Um, okay, when is the best time to sell your home this year? And I'm going to suggest now. Um, traditionally, and this year is no different, the spring market is always the strongest. So I would do it now, anytime up until probably mid-June, end of June. COVID may change that this year, but I don't think so. I think it's always good to do spring and then take a break July, August, uh, which is okay, but not great. And then, you know, September to end of October, those are the best windows, in my opinion. Yeah, I think those are the strongest sales markets. My answer generally, though, is I give that information. That is, you know, spring is the strongest, fall is the second. But my answer is when you want to or need to sell, that's the right time to do it. Yeah. Whenever that is. Yeah, most people can wait a month or two if they have to. 
Um, this is this is one that's close to my heart. <laughs> what color should I paint my house as I'm getting it ready for sale? And my answer to you is cloud white. Cloud white is my color to suggest for every single person, no matter what. And uh, not trendy grays and not, you know, whatever, whatever, but just paint the house white. Let the accents pick up the color in the home and the artwork and all that kind of stuff. And Nothing just, looks as fresh and clean as white. Yeah, you want it to look as bright and large as possible. And space, a white house makes space for sure. Um, okay. How do I choose a real estate agent? Call Leslie Pearson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think that uh, there's a variety of sources of information. I mean, I, I, in any kind of service that I use, I look to my friends and family for referrals. I think that's important if Mm -hmm. someone's had a good experience and is recommending an agent to you, then you, you know, there's going to be some uh, effort there. I think do a bit of research and uh, find out a little bit about um, some local agents or some experience and uh, history. Um, 100% do not choose your agent if you're listing your house based on either the commission they're going to suggest to you or the asking price they're going to suggest to you. Those are the absolute wrong things to consider when choosing your agent. Uh, Find another way to find somebody that you can trust, whose information you value and respect, um, and who will go the distance for you. Because if you... Because doing so will get you the greatest reward and ultimately net you more money. So I know more what you shouldn't do to choose one. What do you think about how to find one? Yeah, I think if you're talking about a buyer's agent, someone's going to help you purchase something, I think referrals are probably the best. Um, If you're talking about selling, I think there's a number of factors I would look to. you know, experience in the neighborhood mm-hmm. is one. Not, and I don't think that means you have to have experience in the nope. neighborhood, but it's something that you might look to. Experience in general. Yeah. Again, I'm not suggesting that you don't choose someone who doesn't have experience because those people work absolutely yeah. fantastically well too. And then the other thing I would say, of course, referral is good. And then probably the most important thing is just how you feel. It's a yeah, it's of, a rapport. It's a bit of a gut thing. It's a bit of a marriage for a while. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you have a good relationship and, mm-hmm. and you both feel. Um, and I certainly feel that if there are um, parts of the city where I'm not as experienced as the local go-to agent, I don't see that in any way as a negative. No. I have the capability of doing what I do anywhere, and you can trust and count on me no matter where you are. And that is more important, I think, mm-hmm. than immediately local experience. But that's but, just my view. Yeah, me too. But for sure, you know, some people want to yeah. choose things based on how many yeah. signs there are on the lawn, and I respect that. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, in my view, if I were looking for someone, the number of signs in the lawn would actually be a negative. Mm-hmm. I want someone with fewer signs in the lawn whose who's mind really matters. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. But that's how I view everything. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you just have to feel good about it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And, you know, 95% of the people out there who are going to represent you are going to do a great job. Yeah. You know? But There's don't choose, based, really on, great don't choose based on commission. Those people are not doing a good job. No, because, right. like... If they're, if they're giving you some low, cheap price... Uh, 
you've got the wrong person that I yeah. can guarantee. Yeah. And don't be swayed by, by what somebody says is your uh, home's value. Yeah. Imagine how yeah. much business we would get if yeah. we inflated the price. Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, I sold you, told you it was going to sell for mm-hmm. one million. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just not getting any interest. So we better drop it to four ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, next question I had was, um, I don't have another question, actually. No, that's all we have. That we were anything else you can think of that you're getting I asked a, on I a regular pick, basis. I get buyers ask what costs are involved. Mm, that's beyond a really good commission, question. I guess they know about commission. But what are the other, in general, what are the other costs they have mm. to incur when they're buying something? Land transfer tax is the big one. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're buying in Toronto, you have to pay municipal and provincial land transfer tax. Unless you're a first time buyer then you get that rebated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then legal fees, which yeah. are yeah, usually about 800 per side, right? Right. So, yeah, I think that's uh, land, transfer, land transfer tax is a big one. Then there's, you know, your obvious, you know, mm-hmm. moving and that kind of thing. Yeah, but, moving. But, but that's about the it. Yeah, those are pretty obvious. But And it kind of works out whether you're paying. It's kind of funny because if you're paying um, commission, yeah. if you're a seller, works out to be almost about the same as what it costs to have, uh, or at least one side of it, to land transfer tax. Right. It's kind of interesting. Right. Um, so, yeah, buyers pay land transfer tax, sellers pay commission. Right. You, you all pay legal fees, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one, though, I thought of that was just, I forgot uh, one that was asked. Are you legally obligated to work with a realtor that's been showing you homes? And the answer is, are you legally obligated? Mm, only if you've signed a buyer representation agreement and the terms of the agreement may say that you're obligated for a certain period of time. Uh, but are you morally obligated? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't want to use that person's services anymore, that's cool. Just give them the respect to tell them and explain why. And, um, you know, if they're doing a good job for you uh, and they're working hard for you, don't go buy with a, a private sale or something like that. It's just it's just a shitty thing to do. Yeah, you hear about it. I think that it happened just, to me once. Yeah, it's happened to me too. Uh, and I actually have to admit, before I got into real estate, I did it as well. Um, I think that to a large extent, it's the uh, client not or the customer not realizing or not thinking about it. Um, you know, sometimes I think we get too much in the boat with our clients mm-hmm. and they don't realize, you know, I've, I've actually had to say to uh, a client, you know, do you know how I put food on the table for my kids? Do you mm-hmm. know that I do this? Mm-hmm. This is my career. I do this to make money. And do you know I only get paid when you successfully purchase a property? Mm-hmm. I get paid from the proceeds of the sale. Because otherwise it's all free. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm, you know, so if you're, you know, just kicking kick the tires or, or, you know, unhappy, it's, it's a cost incurred for me without any return. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they, often people, I think, go, oh, I, I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they're just idiots or just saying that, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and... Um, I do know of agents, though, that there's something, uh, I guess there's something called express consent, 
which is signing the contract. And there's also something called implied consent. And I know I read about a case recently where there was no buyer's contract, buyer representation agreement signed, but by the services provided by the agent, there was an implied agency relationship. Yeah. And that buyer, even though they weren't going to use that agent, mm-hmm. had to pay them. But and you don't want to get into that. You don't, but certainly uh, sometimes I think, you know, Mm-hmm. It would be almost worth it to take that fight, but mm-hmm. um, I'm, I've been fortunate in all my years. I'd, I've I've been kind of you know screwed over twice, and um, and I've decided to take the high road both times yeah, because I have I to figure those people are. I think I have twice as well. One was fairly recently since I hooked up with you, Janelle, and I think she just didn't have a clue. Ugh. The other one... That was a terrible story. Yeah, and the other one was a case where it was, as I described, um, you know, I had people who, they, these were friends of mine, and they said to me, we have, you know, three friends and a relative who are real estate agents, and we didn't know to who, who to use, so we went to a stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And that's where I had the conversation by yeah. day. We, could, we four can figure out how to make this work and make everybody happy. And then I had, that's when I said, do you know how, you know, we each put food right. on, on our table and you've given that effort and that reward to a complete stranger. Right. When to, one of us would For what reason? To, right. So we're not hurt? Right. But how could we not be hurt? Right. Because I think in that case, let the best person win. Let the best person win. Yeah. Or I've even sometimes worked out some sort of referral arrangement uh, if I'm not the best person, you know, if it's in another town, for example. Um where we can all get something yeah. out of it and contribute to the client's success. Right. Yeah, that's it, a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but it doesn't doesn't happen very often. But Thankfully, most people are decent. It's hard. <laughs> some It can be hard on your psyche, this business, and uh, there can be some feelings of rejection yeah. Um, yeah. when people um, don't treat you well. And I think especially in the early years, yeah. um, you know, as the years go on, certainly my, my I don't think I could skin. have thicker skin now. Yeah. It's as thick as I just it can think be. that we treat everybody so well that you kind of, I expect the same in return. And I'm always devastated when it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm just, I don't think anything would surprise me, to be honest. No. But as I say, if you've only had two, I, I can only think of two times I've had it happen yeah. as well. Most people are decent. And Which is not bad. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Well, I guess that's probably uh, wraps it up for today. And um, hope you enjoyed that little series. We'll maybe do it again in a few. Yeah, and if you months. have more questions, yeah, more questions again, throw, send throw them, them our in way because you know it's yeah. been great to get your questions. Yeah, for sure, we appreciate it. Um, okay, guys. Well, that's it for now. Uh, once again, as we always say, please follow us on all of our social channels, the Janelle Cameron team, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can make sure you never miss an episode when we upload every week. Hope everyone's doing well. We'll talk to you again next week and happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com, that's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com, or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.